Hello and welcome to another episode of Professors at Work, the weekly podcast from the American University of Beirut, where I talk with professors and researchers and scholars who are doing research in many, many different fields. And today we have an example of a researcher who has expanded from AUB out into the wider world. And my guest this week is Mark Ayub, who is now an associate fellow at the Hassan Fadis Institute at AUB. Uh, and before that, for some years, he coordinated the Energy Policy and Security Program at the Hassan Fadis Institute at AUB. And he just recently moved to the University of Limerick in Ireland, where he is an energy researcher looking at energy issues uh, in Europe. Um, and uh, I asked him to be a guest because for many years at AUB, he worked on um, an issue that is particularly challenging in, in almost every field of life and research and knowledge, which is how do you take knowledge that comes out of research and use it to uh, inform or educate or influence policymakers so we get better policies in the world. So we will talk uh, with Mark about that. Uh, welcome, Mark. Thank you so much, Rami, and it's a great pleasure and honor to be with you uh, on this episode. Thank you. So tell us uh, a little bit about uh, what you did at IFI and how you got into the business of researching energy and trying to interact with policymakers and sort of lessons learned and, and whether you think these lessons apply across the field to all fields or some of it is particular to energy. Uh, give us uh, some background. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, actually, I, I, I started uh, my career at AUB, joining the AUBI San Ferris Institute as a research assistant, as an energy researcher working within the, the energy policy and security program. So uh, as as the, the role of the institute uh, or what is known about the institute, its main role is to bridge this gap between two communities that usually don't communicate with, with each other. And I'm talking about the, the community of knowledge producers, the, the researchers and another community, which is the policymakers uh, and the people in power who take decisions related to services, basic services, be it electricity, water, or telecommunications, transportations, etc. Yeah, but and, let me interrupt you, though. That was the, that was the purpose of setting up the Hassan Ferris Institute for Public Policy and International Affairs exactly. in the first place. When Hassan Ferris donated funds to do this, he did it because he had been a deputy prime minister and saw that that policies were made in Lebanon often without sufficient uh, factual uh, knowledge to drive policymaking. And he asked AUB if we could draw on the knowledge of the professors. And, and IFI was created specifically for that purpose. So, and you can tell us whether you think we've achieved any of that or not. Of course, yes, that that's totally true and totally right. Um, so, uh, and we st I started working uh, in the, in that program on producing evidence based research, working on specific projects related to energy uh, in general, not only within Lebanon but also in the Middle East at large, because the program covers the the Middle East region. Um, and and we started focusing on uh, Lebanon specifically because of the crisis and because of uh, the continuous electricity shortages in the country and try to push towards the integration of more renewable energies within the, the energy mix of the country, not rather than a policy add-on. And this is where uh, the, the story started. And then um, the, I worked closely with the director of the program, uh, Dr. Ali Ahmad, uh, who then left, left AUB to another uh, position. 
and uh, I, I continue to coordinate the, the program's work and to try to focus on the key uh, topics within the industry, uh, not only just to, um, to talk about like some topics that we all know or the public knows, but to tackle or simplify some terminologies and technical terms that usually the people don't really easily understand uh, and know about when it comes to technical discussions in electricity and in energy in general, try to simplify those, those words and translate that uh, knowledge, not only to the public, but also to those policymakers. Uh, so at the end of the day, we want it from our publications, from our policy recommendations to be adopted uh, or partially adopted um, uh, uh, in, in public institutions, in ministries, at the Council of Ministers level, and why not in the parliament level? Uh, and this is this is uh, how it expanded, and we then the crisis happened, and we heavily been in, we've been heavily involved in in the electricity sector crisis, uh, talking about some, uh, and I think this is the main maybe today's subject, talking about pol things that are uh, that make a difference. We usually when when we choose the topics uh, of interest of course they should all have a technical background uh, and uh, mm -hmm. everything that is published within the institute should have uh, a, a, a technical knowledge a research-based and evidence-based research that is done uh, and really uh, that supports any policy recommendation but we tried always not to replicate other work or to just talk about the same things that are usually discussed in, in, within the society and within the community of, of uh, knowledge producers, uh, we always try to to tackle the strategic issues, the, the topics that make a difference and that really push uh, for some change or some for some reforms. Uh, so it is without any doubt that this sector needs uh, a lot of reforms and wherever and whenever we start uh, uh, this reform, it, it will need to, to make an impact. Um, so this is this is how we usually uh, thought of, 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 uh, of uh, the topics. First is uh, that the topic is relevant or the policy uh, topic that we choose to discuss or to work on um, is to be relevant to the country context uh, on which uh, we work on, be it Lebanon or Jordan or, or any other country, but also that is a topic uh, that makes a difference and that is strategic and brings added value or new knowledge um, to the table and opens a discussion. So one aim is not only to publish a paper and just put it on the on the website and that's it, but the way it is disseminated, the way it is uh, communicated with with people, uh, with the public and with the policymakers is really of of great importance. And sorry uh, to, to interrupt, Mark. When you started doing this work in the energy sector, which is particularly uh, uh, troubling in uh, Lebanon, it's a real mess, and um, and it has gotten worse over the years, not better. Um, did you have any any evidence that the people in government, in parliament, and and the ministries and other areas were they interested in hearing uh, policy recommendations and analyses? A very interesting question, Rami, because uh, usually and most of the time we feel that there is this this uh, community of policymakers is 
because of the complexity of the political situation and because of always uh, the, the uh, there's a rush to take decisions they rarely uh, i mean take their time in listening and engaging with with uh, uh, with researchers or take like they I, i'm not sure to what extent they usually care about numbers or if the numbers really make sense so what you try to do uh, at a very early stage of the project and here i'm not saying about when when the results or the publications are disseminated but early on on the project and this is one uh, like thing uh, we've learned and this is a lesson learned maybe uh, for for some other sectors and other topics as well is to engage with those policymakers at the very early stage and to show the interest uh, allow them to feel the interest in what we are talking about, uh, that whatever we are producing or whatever we are giving them in terms of uh, knowledge or numbers or evidence will uh, facilitate the decision-making process in the parliament or in the public institution or in the ministry. So to engage with everyone, and here I mean everyone that uh, that is involved in that project, we start with the decision-makers, but that doesn't mean we neglect the civil society organizations, the public institutions that are really involved in the, in the process of administrative process, but also to engage with the uh, with the citizens and uh, par partially through meetings, community dialogues, uh, events, webinars, etc., to really share that knowledge and make it, make it public, even if we are at the early stage of the uh, of the of the project. And this really makes a difference. Like when you uh, compile all of those, uh, all of this work together. Uh, it really makes a difference. And one other thing that I think uh, is of interest to policymakers, especially nowadays, is the independence of the people who are sharing that knowledge uh, and uh, how trustful they are. And this is what the Institute is about. Uh, I mean, and this is what the Institute has, has been able to create over, over the years under your guidance and all of the directors and the management that, uh, that uh, 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 were on board. So when you, when you really show that you are producing something that is uh, of public uh, interest, that is trustful and that is independent of any political uh, interest and any political affiliation. And when you do that, not only once, but several times uh, over time, this is where uh, uh, policymakers will come to you at the end of the day and ask for some guidance or ask for some knowledge or even ask for some clarifications or they would like to clarify other things. So it does not mean that they agree with us on what we produce, but th there's a discussion. And whenever it's there's a discussion, the, a conversation with policymakers, this is where I think the, the the institute and us as researchers are playing the role uh, we, we we are we are uh, we are working on, which is bridging this gap I've mentioned in the beginning. Yeah, um, let me let me interrupt you again, Mark. What about the question of other people who are going to the same ministers and same parliamentarians and the presidency and the uh, technocrats in the country, whatever? You know, you get people like the World Bank and you get private companies, big international UN agencies, international NGOs. Even private companies will come in and say, look, we'll build this power plant for you and you just let us run it for 50 years and you don't have to pay a thing. So you're not the only people, academic people are not the only ones offering suggestions, right? Exactly, exactly. But what makes a difference is that 
we, we are an academic institution. We have no commercial interest in any, we don't like, we don't work or submit into tenders. We don't produce, we have projects to, or financial interests in any project within any sector. And this is what, this independency and uh, trust that the people have in, in the university itself, in the, in the AUB and also in the researchers that are working on this uh, this is what what differentiates between a company providing or selling its product and a university or an institute putting the knowledge out there making it public and even if it's not taken and implemented uh, at the very early stage that uh, that allows to create a certain uh, public engagement let me call it um, when we, when we engage with people, when we tell them, look, we've published this, and this this is accessible for free, and this is this is you can read it and take that knowledge and take part of this. Um, let's say if we want to pressure or push towards some changes, this is where you engage with young professionals, with industry experts, with uh, civil society organizations, and other. So uh, and. At the end, the, 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 what, what we produce could be an evidence of uh, applicability or not of any project that is presented from a commercial company. Uh, so if what is presented by this company or other, I mean, international uh, validates what has been really produced within the country itself, within the institutions of the country itself, this makes, makes an added value to the, and this really proves that, yes, this is a project that could, that is feasible or not you might need to change or add or uh, whatever whatever to right so did you have um, tell us about some real life examples did you have uh, positive experiences or others that uh, failed or others that yeah, were yeah. Uh, half and half like uh, it could range across like whatever all, all of what you mentioned but yes definitely we have been really working and pushing towards a lot of things but in concrete examples like one one example i've, I've worked on uh, early in the early stage when i joined the sun institute was uh, the techno economic feasibility or feasibility study uh, for a solar farm in the beka uh, area in in, in Tfail. Uh, so it's the far uh, in the in, in the area that enters a bit into Syria, and what happened is that after we published that uh, paper or policy brief, uh, the European Bank for Development and Reconstruction, the EBRD, has decided to take that study and uh, really expand it into a real feasibility study. Uh, so they got a German consultant that is currently working on that project and is is expected to finish this work like uh, very soon. So I mean, this yeah. is one example example of one project irrespective if it, it if it will be applied or not uh, like we shared that idea we shared that knowledge and uh, it was taken by like one well-known or uh, institution european institution financing let's say institution and they decided to spend some money or to pay some money to do a more research or to real commercial uh, study and this is where like uh, if, uh, the institute makes difference or the knowledge we produce makes difference another way i mean it it might not be felt uh, uh, like really on the ground but uh, over the years when we have been publishing with dr ali ahmad with other colleagues within the institute and other really expert and independent experts and cso's outside of the 
of the institute itself we, what we what we succeeded to some extent i mean in doing is bringing uh, together all those experts to discuss to the round table discussions to be like to discuss on this table all of the subjects that are that might not be uh, aligned or we are not aligned on and uh, those discussions have led to the publication of a lot of Uh, let's say, emergency action plans for the electricity sector before the crisis and after it. And uh, the uh, you cannot imagine the difference it made in the public. Uh, I mean, the public audience, the citizens. So whoever is listening to those uh, or reading those papers or listening to those discussions and webinars and uh, events, uh, you are engaging with citizens and asking them to be part of this decision making. So it's just Uh, if we are transitioning or we are part of this energy transition that's happening worldwide and Lebanon should be part of it, uh, it's just leaving no one behind and citizens are yeah. part of this uh, transition. So involving the citizens is really a very important uh, like pillar of, of, of the success of any project. Okay, and then nobody else was doing this before or did it happen intermittently now and then or? Or is this what did is this something that IFI AUB pioneered? Um, exactly, we are not we are not alone, of course, uh, and uh, we should not be alone because, like, uh, being alone does not really always solve the solution. But there's there's a lot of experts and institutes and organizations working on that. But it's the collective efforts. I mean, of uh, of of bringing everyone in, talking to everyone, collaborating with everyone. And yes, the part of what we've been doing is tackling, as I told you earlier, those. Uh, Uh, topics that are that, that are problematic topics and really that were um, in in political bickering over the past 10 years and we've tried to simplify the the knowledge ab- about them the terminologies about them and share them in a very simplified manner uh, something like that really made a difference and made it really uh, made the institute on that level pioneering uh, in, in that area I mean. but of course um, alone um, together We, we are not aiming or willing to work alone, but on the other hand, to collaborate and work together with everyone because a country or a sector like that, like what's happening really is, is, is we cannot really find the word to, to describe the situation yeah. in the energy sector. So it needs the efforts and the collaborative efforts of everyone and really everyone to get out of this mess. Wow. So after you did this for a few uh, years in various parts of the energy world, um, did that cause you then to evolve the way that you worked and change IFI and AUB's role in its in their interactions and with the public sector? Um, frankly, yes, it allowed me to look differently at things uh, whenever doing research or whenever tackling a topic that is of uh, policy-making aspect. So it, it's not always important to work on research or to tackle the research from a technical perspective, but the way uh, we tailor the, or you, the researchers tailor the policy uh, recommendations is really important. So it allowed me to change maybe the aspect or the perspective from which I look to things when talking to public institutions, uh, to ministries, to public servants, and to really uh, show them the interest and the importance of the work, of the word, the work we are doing, not only for us, but for them. Like what, what 
what is the benefit for them for for this institute or for this uh, public uh, servant or for this employee um, uh, to engage with us to participate with us so this changed the perspective from which we looked at uh, technical uh, technical aspects and technical topics but that doesn't mean we neglected the technical input when it comes to uh, pro produ production of knowledge um, yes. so whatever is produced uh, the there's a lot of researchers, and here I'm not talking about myself only. There's a team of mm -hmm. researchers, like uh, sometimes they spend a lot of days and weeks and months working on the same thing right. just for it to be uh, in one pager or two pager or in an infograph or in a visualization uh, wow. exercise. So it takes really a lot of efforts to. Uh, translate whatever technical uh, input or whatever technical knowledge into something that is policy oriented and that is also uh, uh, readable and easily uh, accessible to people. Let me ask you a, a related question. Did you find in your years of experience, which are still going on now in, in many ways, were there certain entry points into the political decision-making world that were more effective than others in reaching policymakers. If you look at the the presidency and the and the cabinet, the council of ministers, the prime minister's office, individual ministers, the parliament, the middle civil servants, and all these different levels. And then, of course, you have the media. You can put stuff out in the media, and policymakers will see that. See that. Was there one or two? Were there one or two entry points that you thought were most effective? Or was it simply going to have coffee with somebody in their office? No, no, of course, like going uh, not only for coffee, but also uh, uh, like using this. I mean, I mentioned to you this track record of uh, mm -hmm. of uh, of trust and the dependency in producing. And this uh, puts you or positions the, 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 uh, the program, the institute and the, the, the university at large as well in a position where it cannot be bypassed when it comes to decision making, especially now in energy or specifically we are talking today about, about electricity. Of course, the crisis has helped uh, because the, the electricity sector was a, one of the main sectors that was really impacted by the crisis. And uh, the, the, the crisis has allowed for this uh, positioning, let's say, at the center of all uh, the decision-making process and to be at the same distance, but also close at the same time from everyone, like uh, ministry, yeah. uh, minis ministries, ministers, or even public servants, public institutions, and even local level uh, um, uh, employees. So all of them reach out to us and we are welcome and our doors are open to everyone. And this is where your personal relationship with them, uh, building trust with them, uh, this allows to have entry points uh, you have mentioned. So those become your entry points. They rely on you, but also you rely on them. And uh, like, in other words, going or taking that knowledge up to the ladder. So taking it up to the ladder of decision making from the public institution to the ministry to the council of ministers and then to the to the parliament to be ratified right uh, mark we've almost run out of time um can i ask you uh, to jump to the present from 
your previous work at AUB and IFI. Has this shaped what you're now doing at the University of Limerick in Europe? Are you still doing the same kind of work or is there a different approach? Kind of, kind of the same. So I'm currently part of the Department of Politics and the Public Administration uh, in, at the University of Limerick. So whatever knowledge and, and uh, let's say, experience I've built up in, at AUB, uh, I found that uh, it, it might need more in-depth, let's say, knowledge. And for, for my personal, I mean, career to because as, as I told you, and everything we've talked about today, decision mm-hmm. like producing policy uh, or t- talking technical about technical and sectoral uh, technical aspects uh, to policymakers is, is usually different than producing a, a very technical uh, paper in a journal article. So um, uh, getting exposed to this politics and public administration, uh, let's say, world, uh, when it comes to how things uh, are are usually taken in terms of decisions, how things should be shaped. So yeah, partially it it is the same thing. I'm working on an energy topic, uh, which is battery storage, something that is really expanding currently in Europe, specifically uh, in addition to the Australia and the United States. And because of what's happening uh, at the energy level with Ukraine and Russia, everyone is uh, looking for its energy security. And this is, so this is across the EU looking for storage uh, battery storage within the EU and see what, what policies really shape that change. And this is, again, part of what we've been working on, what we should continue working on, but it's on another, I mean, aspect of, of uh, decision Well, it's great also that uh, individuals like you and many others who are, work at AUB and then they move on to other places, they go to do uh, higher degrees, they work abroad, it allows you to create links between AUB and universities around the world. Exactly, exactly. Totally right. Very good. Well, we've run out of time. Unfortunately, I uh, need to thank our guest, Mark Ayoub, who is an energy researcher at the University of Limerick in Ireland and uh, just started there after many years as uh, a coordinator of the Energy Policy and Security Program at the Isam Fattis Institute at AUB. He's still an associate fellow at AUB and um, he's still doing uh, pioneering work with his colleagues. Um, on how to take technical knowledge, in his case, in the energy field, and put it in the hands of policymakers to get better policies. Mark, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, Rami. It was a great pleasure being with you on this. You bet. And thank you to our audience for being with us for this edition of Professors at Work. I'm Rami Khoury, your host at AUB. Join me again next week. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.